Reaching across continents, the two souls clash in a battle whose echoes are heard across the world. So begins the tale of pole arms and podcasts, eternally retold. Hello and welcome to Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart. It's a podcast about fighting games. Ostensibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the math works out. The math works I think out. We can claim. I think we can claim to be a podcast. If it's over fifty percent about fighting games, it's majority yeah. about fighting games, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Curly, how have you how have you been doing, and what have you been doing since our last podcast? I tell you what, I have been doing. I've been playing. Well, Soul Calibur Six, which we'll get onto later. The game of the week, Soul Calibur Six. In case you didn't get it from our grandiose opening, but um, uh, what have I been doing? I played. I I haven't been playing as much Skullgirls as I'd like, but uh, I have been playing mm-hmm. Rivals of Ether, which oh, yeah. released a definitive edition for the PC version. If you already owned Rivals of Ether, you own this definitive edition, including all of the fun DLC you may have missed out on. Ori from Ori in the Blind Forest is there. Shovel Knight is there. Again. It's uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's Shovel Knight's everywhere. Game. He's everywhere. He was gonna he's like he's not gonna be an indivisible now. <laughs> yeah. That's because okay. Mike Z is too far up his own ass to uh It's unfortunate, yeah. but Shovel Knight has his own fighting game now. Yeah, it's true. I'm still Blade Stranger's still my favorite favorite one. Him and his I'm uh, like uh I, I don't know, have you played Shovel Knight in Rivals of Ether? No, because I it was the one DLC character I didn't ah, own. Okay. <laughs> well, the good news is that uh, that game is the Divinity Edition is now out now on PC. It's also on Switch. Uh, I have it on both, and the netcode is pretty fantastic. So, unlike this week's game, we should be able to play a lot of very good games with each other to test for the episode that we're going to do on it, mm-hmm. which you know could be coming soon. On that note, yet another platform fighter has also released, which is Slap City, which has also been in development for a while and went 1.0 recently. Hell yeah. We've uh, definitely talked about Slap City on this show before, but with a view to covering it when it releases, which it has. So look forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited because they added um, the one clone character in the, the entire game, but she's a clone of Princess Remedy and has like a whole bunch of her own moves. Oh, hell yeah. And she's uh, pretty sick. I, like I mean, it. if you're going to clone any character, it might as well be the best one. So. They also have uh, specific win animations and taunt animations together, where, they're very cute, where they end up as a very cute couple. I like it. That's hype. I'm, I'm way into that. Um, yeah, the, the one specific extra animation in there for them. Just for them. So, uh, as history marches forward and the people's desires grow ever stronger, <laughs> Rollback Netcode gets added to more and more and more video games, including King of Fighters 2002 Ultimate Match, which sure. is probably at the bottom of a lot of people's lists for what they expected to get Rollback Netcode added to it. But uh, the future is here, and now you can, you too can play like five different Kyos in Rollback Netcode. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, that was a, a code mystics joint right because they've been redoing it was, all yes the um snk games yes they've been uh doing stuff like that for a bunch of the snk games did they do the uh garo rollback as well i think they did garo and last blade right, 2 before okay. this because uh was it sam show 5 special them as well i think sam show 5 special might have been digital yeah. eclipse oh okay yeah maybe you're right actually anyway uh 
we here at Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, laud any and all efforts to bring the future of rollback netcode to the past of fighting games. Yeah, living and, uh, um, two continents away from each other kind of necessitates <laughs> yeah not delay based let code because uh it's uh it's hard to hard to overstate the effect that high quality rollback netcode has on our ability to enjoy games with each other and also to cover games with each other yeah it's so, hard to play a game when the thing that you're reacting to happens like a second after yeah it's, 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 it's it's hard to play. It's hard to play a game when you know the uh, variable connection quality between you and your opponent means that sometimes it's six frame delay, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's ten, and sometimes it changes in the middle of you doing a move. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I love losing inputs because you know because of the internet. So yeah, like uh, rollback netcode's great, and it's now it's in King of Fires two thousand two. King of Fires two thousand two is a pretty cool game. It's got a lot of characters in it. It's not. I mean, it's it's fairly widely regarded King of Fighters. It's not one of the you know most popular ones, but it's still a very good one. It's got dedicated fans, lots of people who, if you go online, they'll obliterate you. But it's fun, and you should try it with your friends because uh, it's cheap. Yeah. It has King and Vanessa in it, so that's all I need. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like uh, yeah, Vanessa is is in that one. It's got she a was, good like, cast. Yeah, it's got a good. It's got a huge cast. Like, if there are characters you like in KOF, there's a decent chance they're in this one. Yeah, it's kind of like the peak of two D, two D, like Neo Geo era. Yeah, it's that real fighters. golden age SNK sprite work. Mm-hmm. The background. And uh, it really shows. You know, it really shows, like <laughs> as more ancient video games get rollback netcode, like backported into them before even like netcode <laughs> was something that people were thinking about. It gets more and more glaringly horrible that contemporary games don't have this this you know this basic feature in them so this is this you know i'll be honest with you probably not going to play a great deal of king of fighters 2002 in my life but it's great that it has rollback netcode because the more games that have rollback netcode the more silly it becomes that other games don't have it so that that community pressure is going to bring the whole genre forward thanks code mystics thanks a lot they're doing real work over there hell yeah Kamine, please, I'm dying out here. Put rollback netcode into Undernight, please. Guess what, get what guess what has put under has uh put rollback netcode into the game though? Is it it's Guilty Gear Strive? It is Guilty Gear Strive, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So uh They weren't lying. Is at the Arc Revo finals? They said uh Um Oh yeah, there's also been a Tekken announcement. I totally forgot to write that one down, but we should talk about that next. What but, happened? Uh, at the, happened? We'll, we'll get to that. At the Arc Revo finals, at the end of last year, they held a beta. Uh, so, uh, not a beta, they had a build ready for mm-hmm. the, you know, because it was like a con. Lots of players there to play, to watch, you know, that kind of thing. And everyone, you could queue up to play Guilds Gear Strive. And uh, they had a feedback form, and they said, you know, what are the things that you liked the most? What are the things you didn't like the most? What is the most important thing to you to be in Guilty Gear Strive? Overwhelmingly, people said rollback netcode because the Arc River Finals were in America. <laughs> American players really need rollback netcode in a way that Japanese players need a lot less because the connection infrastructure is a lot better, shorter distances, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this was an offline tech test, you know, like the, the netcode was really not a part of the test here. So for rollback netcode to be such a huge part of the feedback really spoke to Arc System Works and they said, right, okay, 
we'll put it in as early as possible. The first beta is not going to have rollback netcode because it's not ready yet, but we promise we'll launch with rollback netcode. Anyway, fast forward to this weekend. Uh, that would be the weekend of the 9th of October, for any of you listening from the future. Uh, they did a new character reveal. And they also uh, revealed a new build of the game, had some high-level player exhibitions. The game looks pretty cool. Uh, and they revealed Giovanna, a brand new character to the world of Guilty Gear. She looks uh, sick as hell, but unfortunately she's also a cop, so... She is a cop. She is uh... a cop. She, she works for the president of the U.S., not to be confused with the ninja president of the U.S., Chips wait, are you, wait, are you telling me there's two presidents of the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was just the president. No, no, Chip is not the president. He's the ninja president. <laughs> Does that mean he's just the president of the ninjas? He's, uh, so I believe, you know, Guilty Gear Laura experts, feel free to suplex me as soon as possible. But uh, I believe Chip uh, is establishing his own territory that he plans to be the whole US at some point. <laughs> okay, but sure. Why not? Chip's, Chip's presidency is not recognized wholesale. I'm not fully, like, <laughs> I'll be honest, when they said Giovanna was an agent of the president of the US, I didn't know there was one. And, like, <laughs> I, I knew that was a distinct entity from Chip because Chip is the ninja president. But anyway, I'm sure this will all come, become extremely clear, by which I mean totally unclear, in the Guilty Gear Strive story. However, she's cool. She looks like Vanessa. She has a big green dog with a weird recycling yeah, symbol. Yeah, she's big KOF energy. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love her. Go- I love her dog. Her dog apparently has the plastic recycling. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a head. retweet. It's like a retweet logo, but in a triangle, and there's a heart in the middle. It's very instead of Black like Mirror. a one, which would be like the recycling icon for pet bottles <laughs> in Japan. It's pet the dog. You know, I don't know if that's intentional, but that's pretty funny. So before we get on to the other things that you've been doing, a similar thing happened for Tekken. There was a Tekken developer something a couple of weeks back where they revealed their plans for the next season, season four. Uh, They revealed Kunimitsu, who we all thought was a returning character from earlier Tekkens. Turns out she's that character's daughter because Tekken doesn't know what a woman older than her mid-20s looks like. There's no old people... there are old I, men. Just I mean, no there's women. old men. There's no old women. Yeah. I think the old yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the old women are ghosts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Asuka's mom or something is dead. <laughs> is yeah? Isn't I mean? Isn't uh? What's it? Isn't Jin's mom dead? I think so. And I'm, look, I'm not. But heavy she's on the a playable tech. character. Like. Yeah, I'm not heavy on the Tekken lore, but I'm, I was pretty sure that most of the older women are dead or ghosts. Or came back yeah, to life like at that. some point, you know. Anyway, maybe we'll do a, a Tekken episode for season four, in which case we'll all brush up on all this lore and we'll be experts. But for now, you know, one thing is clear, and that's that there are not a lot of women above the age of 29 in Tekken. No, it's a hard, it's a hard cap. However, Kunimitsu looks pretty cool. Uh, they said there's another character coming, lots of new things, uh, like new moves for the characters. They also said they're going to be toning down the damage because Tekken players, <laughs> I, I know a lot of Tekken players who complain that the damage is extremely high and it's gotten it's a, a lot higher over the game's life. Yeah, it's a like, three combo game at this point. I think it's more like two, honestly. Like, if, uh, if, if Akuma, like, if Akuma dive kicks you and you're like, if, and you can see a wall from where you are, yeah, you're if probably you, dead. If you hit a wall, you're basically dead, right? 
Yeah, and the, the wall carrier goes so far. Anyway, they've heard everyone's complaints about this. They're dialing it back. Uh, and uh, they also said that they're working on a netcode update. Now, Harada was uh, <laughs> characteristically vague about, you know, what exactly it is they're working on. Like, you know, he he, he maintains, as he always has, that the way that people talk about net rollback netcode is wrong. And, you know, Tekken already has rollback and a lot of stuff like that. So we'll see exactly how it shakes out. But uh, we got some testimonials from the people who have been testing it. They say it's very good. So okay. perhaps the future is bright for Tekken. I know a lot of Look. people whose lives will get a lot better if Tekken's netcode gets rollback good. That Street so. Fighter V online update happened not too long ago. Yeah. I'm not about to be tricked <laughs> twice. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not going to ask Harado for shit. <laughs> As he told you. So, that's the uh, additional Tekken aside out of the way. Ama, what else have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing every goddamn Mega Man game I can get my hands on. Uh, Hell yeah. I've, I've really become a fan of Mega Man Extreme 2 on the Game Boy Color. I, so, you've been <laughs> playing them all backwards, Mega Man X. right? Yeah, I'm playing you've them been playing all the backwards. Again. So, I'm going to be playing them all forwards for Rush Jet. So, I'll uh, I'll get to Mega Man Extreme 2 at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll meet in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those Mega Man, pretty good, it turns out. Uh, also, yeah. the games are short. So you could. This is still taking less time than it would take me to, like, I don't know, play Horizon Zero Dawn or some Ugh. other open world nonsense. Yeah, see, I've started at the beginning, so those games are even shorter. I haven't had a game take me longer than three hours yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, most of them don't. Uh, at some point, probably after I play all the mainline ones, I'm going to have to play the Mega Man X RPG. Where you Which have to that? command mission, command mission. Everybody has like Ooh. special moves where like zero. You have to input put command fighting game commands to do combos, and then like one it's character. Like, it's like they know me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they knew I'd pick zero and what people like me would like. One character, you just straight up play a hand of poker. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that's hype. They tried some things. I'll get to that. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Super Dragon Ball Z, not to be con confused with Dragon Ball Super, which did not exist when this game came out. <laughs> this actually had some Street Fighter staff on it. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. It's like a 3D-ish fighter. I guess it's in 3D, but it's mo it's got a lot to do with like um, 2D style fighting games. Has a lot in common. It has like a bunch of the command moves and stuff like that, and a bunch of tech surrounding that. Like the basic combos are pretty simple, but then the way you can put them together is pretty fun. Uh, mm -hmm. It's also just a really cool PS2 game that has the aesthetic of the Dragon Ball Z manga instead of the anime. Yeah, and you can like really tell like every loading screen looks like it could be a cover for. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen your tweets about it. Like it's really impressive how they've managed to communicate such nonsense things as line work on 3d models it's you know it's not the same as the uh arc system works modeling style that is really famous for guilty gear and dragon ball fighters and stuff but it's mm -hmm. in a similar area and it's like it's uh using models and shaders to emulate techniques that don't really make sense for that thing yeah like the textures like they look like hand-drawn like a uh, manga detailing which is really mm. cool which is like a lot different than like the more sparse, um, larger like sections of flat colors that you would see in the anime. 
Uh, and I'm just I'm just a big uh, manga head, so <laughs> I kind of like this art style better. Also, Android 18 is good in this game, and you can be Chi Chi, so it's better than Dragon Ball Fighter. Sorry. Damn. Okay, that's how it is. Look. Well, look. Does Dragon Ball Fighters have Chi Chi yet? No. There's two characters left. Okay. <laughs> Chi Chi could be coming. None of them are gonna be Bulma or Chi Chi. It's gonna be some left field character and then another Goku. They didn't this, do all the uh, Goku's yet. This comes your, you know, here comes your like once every every three weeks, every month reminder that hand to hand, heart to heart is officially team team lunch for Dragon Ball Fighters. Look, she's they, she's coming. They put Bulma and lunch in there. Okay, I'll just buy all your DLC on the spot. I'll forgive you <laughs> for not making. It's just uh really sus that. Like almost all the female characters have assists. Yeah, that's kind of a. Uh, it's 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 one of those things that is definitely not like, like you know, the people making that game definitely don't mean anything by it. But it's not a good look, particularly when there are like precisely three women in your game, or four. But... What do they have? They have eighteen, Videl, eighteen, Videl, Kefler, and twenty-one. Oh yeah, twenty-one. I keep forgetting about twenty-one. Oh, how could you? How could you? Uh, because she's hard to play, and I didn't unlock her yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, uh, I I I played that game's story mode to completion on the the day the game came out to play that character, <laughs> <laughs> and then bought the fucking season pass, which I later found out would have unlocked her for me. Oh, that's how it is. Okay, well. Um, other than that, I made another fucking fight stick. <laughs> that's that's so surprising. I'm so surprised to hear that from you. Uh, this one is small. It's wireless uh -huh. again, and this time it has an actual joystick. It is it is very pretty, to be fair. It's it's a real treat to look at, that fight stick. And I've been using it to play PlayStation 2 games. Hell yeah. That's, again, not surprised at all to no, hear that very from you. on brand. Uh, but yeah, I'm also making some tutorials to go along with it. I'm just trying to split them up into like, like one minute or two minute chapters, just so... I always find, like, when I was trying to build stuff that I wanted to figure out how to do a specific step and be like, okay, so I gotta, go, like, seek through a two-hour video on how to build a fight stick. Hmm. And I always found that process really irritating, so I'm just like, look, I'm just, yeah. just gonna have chapters. You can just go to them. Yeah, imagine, right? Fucking <laughs> digestible video in the year 2020. Uh, it doesn't make any money. The algorithm doesn't like it when you do that. So The algorithm does not like it when you do that because you know, it's low on the viewership retention armor. It's true. I mean, but I got them to stick around useful, for... So. <laughs> I got them to stick around for one minute and 50 seconds of my two-minute video, but it's only a minute and 50 seconds. Come on. Yeah, what if it was one minute and 50 seconds of a 30-minute video? Think of what a huge <laughs> difference that would be. You would hardly have said anything by then. <laughs> uh, but I have no promises of when this will be finished. I have <laughs> shot all the footage, and then I reshot all the footage and rebuilt the entire stick so I could get better footage. <laughs> because I was not satisfied. So hmm. um, I'm trying really hard. Hopefully at the end you'll have something... People have something useful. Um, but I do already have the introduction to stuff on there. So if you got some questions, uh, hit me up. And then with that, I think uh, it's time to get into the main game. Hell yeah. The story we're S here for. Soul Calibur 6. I'm going to do the, 
the voice that he says at the beginning with the he big pause between that. Soul Calibur and Six. Soul Calibur. Six. Soul Calibur Six. Uh, when did it? When did it come out? Twenty seventeen. Seventeen eighteen. Let's 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 it's be been, vaguely professional and Google Soul Calibur Six. October twenty eighteen. There you go. I was wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Soul Calibur Six, the latest in a very long line of uh, Namco Bandai published fighting games. Where mm-hmm. and one action game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, you move in you move in three dimensions and you have a sword. Uh, so, what uh you know what, why why would you play Soul Calibur Six? Um, why what draws you to Soul Calibur Six? Uh, it's sick as fuck. It and the is announcer is incredible. But also one of the big things that I like about it is this came kind of late to the party in 3D games. So if you okay. look like a Tekken or an uh, almost an Akira, I meant a, a virtual fighter. <laughs> hmm. um, those primarily didn't even have uh, sidesteps in the start. Like yeah. at first, I think the first two of each of those entries, like you couldn't even step into the background. Like it existed, you could fall off. Um, in Virtual Fighter Two, you could like fall off the stage and stuff like that. Yeah, ring out early part of Virtual yeah. Fighter. You can get knocked into a certain direction and things like that, but um, it wasn't really like a big focus on it. And then Soul Calibur came pretty late '90s, I think. Yeah, um, so Soul so Soul Edge was '95, which is actually the year after Tekken. Uh, the yeah. first Soul Calibur game was '98. Yeah, so it's it was kind of late where three games had become a little bit more established and people would yeah had, and especially namco had a much better feel for how to make a 3d fighting game and so its big thing is that it has this eight-way run system where you just hold yeah. a direction and you can just move super fucking fast in any direction yeah so that's the uh, that's the big difference i was yeah i was gonna get onto it but yeah that's the big difference between like when people say what is the like is it just tekken with swords and like it is 3D. You do move in 3D, and you do have swords, uh, and there are similar. Like every character is similarly like you know the move lists in this game. Every button combined with every direction has a different entry on the move list with different properties and all of that stuff. It's a little less complicated than Tekken, but not quite. Not mm-hmm. you're not much. Sorry, but uh, the the main thing that distinguishes these games from each other is the eight way run. Right? Like uh, it wasn't in Soul Edge, but it was in Soul Calibur. So. The main identity that these games have carried forward is this idea of very free motion. And Soul Calibur is absolutely a game built around the freedom of that motion. Yep. And then similar to like Virtual Fighter, uh, it also has like a big focus on like ring outs. So like the stages matter a lot more. Yeah. So uh, this is something I just, I thought of a few things when you were talking about Virtual Fighter is the first thing I thought is that 
we missed it from the news section, but do you remember the uh, Virtual Fighter esports tweet from a couple of weeks back? <laughs> yeah, they just said Virtual Fighter is doing esports. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, so uh, the Virtual Fighter, like the Sega account, tweeted Virtual Fighter plus esports. They didn't announce anything. They didn't say new Virtual Fighter game. They didn't say re-release of old Virtual Fighter game. They just said Virtual Fighter plus esports coming soon. So maybe there'll be a new Virtual Fighter game for us to cover. They're gonna put. Or, they're Virtual gonna Fighter put, characters into Puyo Puyo esports. I'm gonna keep uh, keep beating the drum I've been beating for the last three years and uh, say that they're gonna like they're gonna make a new Virtual Fighter game fully playable in the next Yakuza game. <laughs> yeah, that they're gonna run the tournaments on it. On yeah, the, yeah, Yakuza yeah. Yakuza Seven. Yeah, Virtual Fighter. Uh, was it? It'd be Virtual Fighter Six, wouldn't it? Virtual Fighter Six is gonna be in Yakuza Seven, Yakuza Eight. Like, 7 is, is the next one, I know, but I don't know if we know that that already has a Virtual Fighter game in it. That's true, we don't know yet. Maybe it'll have, a anyway. diff- Maybe it'll have an RPG to go with the RPG theme. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You'll play Shining Force inside Yakuza 7. The other thing I was going to say is, on the importance of stages, I was really struck when I uh, played some v- 5 Special, Virtual Fighter 5 Special, right? Final Sam Show is 5 Special. Virtual Fighter Final Showdown? Right, yeah, pardon me subtitles uh they had this one stage that was like really thin with walls and i was like wow yeah there's like walls on like two sides yeah yeah i know i knew exactly what stage you were talking about right away yeah yeah but anyway yes so stages matter a huge deal like in tekken your stage really just determines whether it's a bunch of walls like tekken 7 in particular has a stage which is like lots and lots of breakable walls and you get special combos on those breakable walls so people pick Mm. it they want to do a lot of those or you have uh, stages with like balconies that can break or floors that can break or you can have stages which are just an infinite radial plane with no edges Uh, as far as i'm aware soul Calibur doesn't have an infinite stage? I think it has an infinite in training now. Oh, okay, maybe it does then. But I don't think it comes up in regular play. Right, okay. Because, like, Soul Calibur has stages with walls around all the edges, so you can't ring out, but quite a lot of the stages will have either, like, low walls, so you can uh, I think ring the, out the only the ones that do have... Oh, you know what? There's, like, two or three that have walls all around. But there's also ones with breakable walls all around. That forested yeah. stage that we played on the other day, that was just a circle, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so like the nature of the wall and like whether you can like just, you know, tap someone off it or you have to juggle them a bit so they fall off it, that kind of thing. Uh, and of course, the Soul Calibur Classic, which, uh, I, you know, I a lot of people listening to this podcast, their main experience with Soul Calibur will be Soul Calibur 2 for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Don't worry, the time-honored tradition of ringing someone out and then running off after them and still winning the round, that's absolutely still here. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're you obligated to run yeah, off exactly. the and just watch your character trip after they've got their supreme victory yeah. is amazing. The, 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 the slipping animations were always very <laughs> They're all very kind of like slapstick pratfalls. Yeah, and that goes like... Uh, it's not like... It doesn't... F- fit super well per se but i think it's quite a satisfying pairing with the thing that strikes me the most about these games in general but particularly soul Calibur 6 when i was playing it having not really played much since soul Calibur 2 like i played a little bit of soul Calibur 3 and 4 uh, mm-hmm. while i was at university like that kind of thing but uh this is the first game i've put you know more than about 20 minutes into in a long time and <laughs> um 
I was really struck by how thick all of the like high fantasy is. Like everyone is, you know, uh, like we were talking about how in KI everyone is like a robot assassin from the future or whatever. Whereas in this game, everyone is like the the heir to a dynasty of legendary warriors mm-hmm. or whatever. But also and there are some robot assassins from the future. There is, yeah, at least one robot assassin from the future, including Yoshimitsu, who's a robot assassin from Tekken. <laughs> yeah, there's at least two people who do time travel, as far as I know. <laughs> yes. Also, I mean, with uh, we seem to be reaching a, a period of great time travel in fighting game narratives with uh, like Mortal Kombat as well. Mortal Kombat 11 was all about time travel. Yeah, um... But also, the, none of that stuff kind of feels like it clashes. No, like it's no, the same. Yeah, it's it's not... a it's a game where you can like have like Count Dracula likes fighting mm. samurai and a two B from Near Automata, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They just total. Oh, Geralt from Wh- The Witcher. This game marketed itself with fucking yeah, Geralt of Rivia, and fair enough, he is a fantasy character with a sword. But even to be, uh, you know, they all just like fit there. And it's because the world is so lovingly realized, like the the melodrama and the, the grandeur of it, like holds it all together in a way that is really quite satisfying. Oh, yeah. It's like very into its own shit, right? Yeah, right. It's, like it's it's not serious in the like Game of Thrones way where it's like, oh, we're very serious, grim, dark fantasy. But it's very serious yeah, in no. that like it's taking this D&D campaign very seriously in the lore. Anyway, right, yeah. Even if it's completely ridiculous. If we're making the comparison to uh, to Game of Thrones, I think that, you know, if we're making, if we're doing a kind of pop culture pull like that, like the comparison that seems obvious to me is Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is, uh, like it's, fantas- it's fantastical, it's magical, everyone is beautiful, you know, all of that stuff. Every, you know, the gross things are gross, but they're contrasted by the noble lineage of Siegfried or his horrible monster form. But, like, uh, it's still got levity. It's not, you know, it's it's taking itself seriously, but it's still having fun with that, and I really appreciate that. In Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a game where you, like, get the big, like, fantasy announcer talking mm. up a big game in the stage setting, and then also just one of Talim's moves is to just trip and fall on her face. <laughs> yeah right exactly there, in fact there was a i don't know if she's in six actually but there is a character who in one of the soul Calibur games i played whose like whole move set is falling over yeah <laughs> God. but uh like so yeah like the the announcer with the booming voiceover as well is like a really big part of it for me actually like uh i was i've talked a lot about announcers in the last episode but uh i think actually the announcer in soul Calibur is like a really fa- like really good one because uh the sort of the tone of the uh let's just the diction of the announcer's speech really like sells the whole you know like you say taking a D campaign very seriously they really feel like a high production value serious dm yeah they're the narrator of soul caliber is a main character in of in of themselves yeah absolutely. Like he's definitely absolutely. like the main character <laughs> that everybody yeah. remembers from every game it's it's so it's so good the aesthetic is like so strong um there are places where you can feel um, namco pushing up against their budget um you can see like okay well that face could be better or whatever or oh this area doesn't have quite as much detail as this other area but it's so like 
stylized and realized that it kind of just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like that's a yeah, that's a big takeaway for me for the aesthetic of this game is how well realized it all is. Like it really uh carries it across to you, you know? And uh and the other thing is that like, you know, I'm not trying to uh talk down any other aspect of this game. Like the opening sweep shot of any given stage with that, you know, that voiceover and the swell of the stage's music. Like the stages are gorgeous in that moment. And the, like, the animations where the characters, you know, they address each other, you know, Siegfried tells Nightmare that he's going to rid himself of his inner demons, that kind of thing. Raphael is a dumb pretty boy, you know, all that stuff. Like, it really works. There's a real, like, drama to it. And uh, it really it really sells that you are on the stage of history. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> the characters have their own, like, real big, oversized personalities that come through in, like, three lines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's that same deal where, like, the characters are just yelling at each other all the time, but in a way that really works. Yeah, this, the voice acting is so good. And, some, and yeah. they they manage to, like, keep some of, like, the... <laughs> almost, like, the same deliveries from Soul Calibur 2. Oh, that, what, like, where they are yelling at each yeah, other on like, the uh, fucking weird early screen. 2000s, yeah. we haven't quite got the voice direction down spe- lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, fucking they're, JP companies doing voice direction for Western actors. Like, yeah. no, you need to put emphasis here. And it's like, actually, it makes no sense to put the emphasis here, but we did it anyway. And some of those same lines return, and they're like, you know, better acted, but they still feel kind of the same. Yeah. It's just, it's really funny. It feels uh, real good. Um, but also, it to kind of just get into our next topic, um, it's also kind of a game that just is as the characters are really big and the setting is really big and stuff like that um playing the game is just kind of really also just as immediate like you can kind of hit mm. all the buttons and then you'll know what all the buttons do because they all do the same thing with every character and it's just how does this character use this button right yeah so there are there are like literally fewer attack buttons than in Tekken mm-hmm. is a way to like conceptualize it so Tekken has your left and your right punch buttons and your left and your right kick buttons and they will you know that they do a lot with that like yeah. they, and then they very much like what those things mean whereas Soul Calibur has A which is a light attack B which is a heavy attack and K which is a kick attack or some kind of physical attack mm-hmm. because normally your A and B attacks would be with your weapon so like and then very specifically also A is the horizontal attack and B right, is yes. the heavy attack. So the whole, so it's like, okay, so you press the A button when somebody's trying to sidestep and get out of the way. It's Or you're trying to get a faster attack in. Um, that'll make sure that they stay right in front of you. And then you hit the B button to put in the big damage. But if you see somebody's you know B button coming in, then you, just, you sidestep it. And it's like really obvious, like rock, paper, scissors immediately, right? Like you know... All the buttons have immediate counters for everything. And then, like, oh, if you can't get out of the way, well, you press the kick button and you just interrupt them and tell them, hey, stop it. Stop doing that. I don't like it. Hmm. And then yeah. sometimes you press it three times in a row and we're like, no, stop. Stop trying to thing. Stop trying to thing. Do something else. <laughs> right. So, uh, like, uh, when, you, when we say that this game is about movement, I guess, is, like, because, you know, when we try and draw that comparison between this and Tekken, I'm sure there are maybe a lot of Tekken players out there who, if they don't know about Soul Calibur, will be saying, you know, Tekken is a game about movement. And that is true. Soul Calibur, though, uh, like, the the thing is that the, the like, 
I've, I, I've watched some high-level Soul Calibur, and it seems to me, at least, that the, the emphasis in Soul Calibur is much less on combos and, you know, uh, single hits that lead to very, very high damage openings, like Tekken 7 is right now, and the movement, because it is, like, so much closer to the fundament of what Soul Calibur is, plays a much bigger role. You know, like, you know, you make a game with an eight-way run, people are going to be running. And the design of the buttons is much more around, like you say, it's the horizontal attack and the vertical or heavy attack, right? So when you've got a whole half of your character's attack moves dedicated to catching, sidestepping opponents, that's going to play a much bigger role mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I kind of like break it down a little bit more. Um, the thing about Soul Calibur is like you can cross half the screen in like two seconds. Um, hmm. Whereas if you want to kind of like back away real fast or something... You're going to have to do, like, some backdash cancels or something in Tekken, uh, things like that. Even just down to, like, the simple inputs, like, if you want to start moving to the side in Tekken, you kind of have to, like, just tap the button. Right. There's, like, a very specific, like, window where you get a tap that'll make you step to the side, or you'll get a hold, which will make you duck. And then you'll just get hit by an attack, right? Um, whereas yeah. Soul Calibur, you just hold the button and you move. I mean, you can keep walking around and Tekken, but you'll do, like, tap and then tap and hold. And then just, like, that little extra step makes it so that it takes longer. The movement speed of turning around is, takes longer. Things like that. Um, and also, it just... Because Soul Calibur is a weapons fighter, the ranges of engagement are just much wider. Tekken is yes. very much, much a game and much of like, longer. Yeah, Te- Tekken's very much of a game of like arm and leg lengths, and then yes. Soul Calibur is a game where everybody's got a sword, or they have chakrams that they can throw at, or some motherfucker just pulls out a gun and shoots you from halfway across the screen. Yep, Savantus's sword has a gun in it. Uh, 2B <laughs> shoots you with you. a laser, and then so yeah. yeah, so like you will never need to like. Uh, backdash cancel or Korean backdash in Soul Calibur or not never but you know what I mean like it's the the game is not designed so that is a huge part of it and like Tekken players love this and that's totally fine that's the kind of game Tekken can be yeah but it's but, just uh, less what... technical just to move around Tekken Tekken's right, exactly. base um, movement is tough it's kind of similar to like you know playing a smash melee or something yeah there's definitely uh, people yeah people definitely use the same words to talk about it so the uh, so but so this like what also Soul Calibur gets from uh, having this system where if you hold a direction you run in that direction uh, it means that if you hold back you run in back you run backward so what that means then is that to guard attacks this game has a block button which are always controversial because Street Fighter didn't have a block button Mortal Kombat does have a block button so you know people get very particular about something like you know avoiding damage from attacks you want that to be muscle memory and it takes people a long time to adjust to having a block button Mm. however i find that having a block button actually works very well for me in this game and when i you know it takes me a few games to adjust but once i do it actually feels pretty natural to block with a uh, button in this game Mm -hmm. and i particularly like the way that it lets the game's uh advanced defensive mechanics of like guard impacting per per se where like you press forward and block at the same time i like the way that it makes that seem uh, I don't know, less frightening, I guess, than parrying in some games. Right. Because you still have to time it, but you you know you get that uh, that fail case of 
uh, still holding block if you time it too badly. That yeah. Ki- that kind of thing. Things like that. Um, whereas, like, if you do, like, a Street Fighter parry or a Tekken low parry, you are immediately giving up your defensive position, right? Like, the, yeah, and the exactly. cost is so big, too. Um, yeah. And then specifically in Soul Calibur Six, they kind of simplified the parry. So the way it works is there's a there's guard impact, which is its parry mechanic. And previously you'd have to do like forward or back to parry high and low, but here you just hit forward and the guard button, and mm. it'll parry everything. It'll parry all the highs. It'll parry all the lows. It'll parry grabs, I guess. It'll parry. Yeah, I, I noticed something guard impacted a grab. I didn't realize that was possible, which makes me kind of wonder if you have to wait for the guard impact to whiff to do anything about it. Yeah, uh, and I then can... you can parry fucking supers if you do them before the super happens. Like, if yep. somebody is... If you, see, if you look at somebody and they're standing there and you're like, oh, this guy's going to do a super, and you parry <laughs> early enough, um, <laughs> you know, they'll just get the huge stun on them. And then, to kind of go back to that rock, paper, scissors conversation, instead... Uh, since everything is so kind of like simple to parry as in terms of inputs, now they just kind of like Killer Instinct. They add another mind game on top of it to make up for it. Mm. So instead, um, <laughs> so you'll see a lot of players do back and forth like <laughs> parry um, exchanges. So some person will parry, another person will parry back because they know, oh, this person parried me, now they're going to try to come in. And then yeah. eventually, once you start playing each other enough, you're like, okay, well, this person expects me to pe- to do an attack right after parry. So instead, I'm going to wait, watch them parry, and then I'm going to do a grab. Or maybe I know they're going to, I know for sure that they're going to do a parry, and then I'll do what's called a break attack, which is normally something that you use to, like, stop somebody from, you know, guarding so much, since it, like, basically... Yeah, so it's a slow startup attack that is unblockable, right? It's It's not unblockable, it just kind of breaks your guard. As opposed to like unblockable right, so, okay, attacks yeah, yeah, that like yeah. just go through your guard, um, right? Yes, but if you right. use them when somebody's trying to parry you, then you get like a lethal hit, which is like a yeah, very like tr- a guard crush. Yeah, it's something. like a guard crush, and the screen turns, starts losing its color, and it slows down a bit, and it's just like, oh yeah, you got them, you really got them, <laughs> and it's kind of like the whole game is kind of like that, where every action kind of has another immediate action that uh counters it and that they just kind of build on each other so instead of like it's like instead of like playing rock paper scissors it's like some kind of mexican standoff version of rock paper scissors where you're like playing rock paper scissors with somebody and you're trying to throw scissors at your opponent because you know they're going to do paper but uh maybe some other guy's going to hit you in the back of the head with a rock (laughs) while you're not looking (laughs) yeah so like yeah the, it definitely feels like when playing it at least at the level that we did it definitely feels like the uh like understanding what the options are is fairly clear like uh so i've barely played soul caliber and definitely not at, in any kind of competitive capacity but like i fired it up and i was playing it with you and within pretty short order i was like parrying stuff and you know getting in uh uh, you know punishing parry recoveries and that kind of mm-hmm. thing just because everything that like the the extent of what you could do seemed so legible to me and i appreciate that in a game where the basic actions are so fun because like the other benefit that this game gets out of uh having weapons and having everything mostly be based off holding a direction and pressing a button mm-hmm. is that you have instant immediate access to a lot of very very cool feeling 
actions, right? Like at a basic level, Nightmare swinging his huge sword around and screaming, that's fun. That's cool. And I can just do that. Like, right. And then compared to, to kind of go back to like comparing it to other games, like if you play like a Street Fighter or a Tekken, um, because of the way that their buttons are set up, like it's kind of hard to know what button does what. Like a low kick with this particular character might be like a good poke, but with another character it does like a completely different thing. And in Soul Calibur, it's just like, yeah, there's the horizontal, the vertical, and then you just hold a direction to modify it. And it's like, okay, so I'll do a horizontal that goes forward and reaches farther. Or if I'm dashing, I'll get like a dashing um, heavy attack things like that and then also there's like certain combinations of buttons that do things uh, i think the most mm. important one is just like if you press kick and the b button together all characters usually have some kind of stance or like special move that they can kind of do out of it and then because of the way the controls work it's just like okay so if i just press what happens when i press back and do this what happens when i press forward and do this and you yeah. know they all kind of have that like immediate utility not quite to the same extent of like special moves work in like smash brothers but like in kind mm. of a similar way where you, everything's like immediately legible and that means you can just like pick any yeah. character and then within like 10 minutes of playing them you're like okay i sort of understand what their game plan is even if i don't right, understand yeah. any of the nuances it definitely plays in a similar space to specials in smash because it still it still serves that same purpose of you know you give the player a controller that controller can be put into a number of easily accessible states, you know, eight different directions, three different buttons to be pressed while those directions are held. And every one of those is a different thing. And you can say, well, like, what are those for? How can I apply those to different situations? And that's learning to play the character, right? Soul Calibur brings that down in a way that is very accessible. And, you know, I appreciate that. I guess, like, the main thing oh yeah another thing this game does that is fun uh, this mechanic was actually quite controversial when the game came out and it's received a number of changes to better accommodate that controversy i guess mm -hmm. is a reversal edge yeah it's like your get out of jail free um it's kind of like a i guess focus attacks in street fighter 4 also the, the the thing that it seemed that seemed so obviously the thing that it seems so obviously to be trying to do to me was to take the slow-mo system that Tekken has gotten such great use out of. If you've ever watched Tekken 7 at a high level, if not, I recommend it. Uh, but if you have, you will know that uh, if two characters do attacks where the projected hits, like if those attacks came out all the way, if those overlap with each other, so it look, basically if it looks like the attacks are going to hit each other, and those attacks would both end the round, it's slow it, or close to it it slows down so you get slow-mo at the end of rounds it looks cool it's hype everyone yells when weird move interactions happen on that same slow-mo reversal edge is like that except you trigger it in the middle of a game and you go into a symmetrical looking scenario and you basically both pick an option and it matches them up in slow motion with like a flashy effect and uh, either one of you wins or it clashes and then it does it again some characters get access to new options in this like second layer mm -hmm. it like explicitly uh gamifies the the rps that fighting games are so famous for yeah it kind of like just like boils it down to like okay here's the mind game what do you think your opponent's going to be do guess and a lot of people didn't like that because it feels like okay well i just have a button that i can just hold down stop all the other people's attacks you know because if you're holding it down and people are attacking it'll just you know deflect yeah them. so as it long beat as you're too many things 
and then I get put into a situation where I'm I I have to guess now, which like can kind of just feel random because it's like okay, well I don't know I don't have any like other things that I can base this information on, so I guess I'll just push this button and hope it works. Right, like I think people wanted to feel like uh, because like this you know this. Uh... This rock, paper, scissors thing it is the foundation of fighting games. You really can't get away from it. But I think people wanted to feel like uh, they had better options or like at least options that would mitigate the risk of their opponent just waiting for them to do something and then reverse alleging it and, you know, chancing that they would win the rock, paper, scissors. So Yeah, they wanted I'm to feel more in control sure. of the, you know... Right, yeah, exactly. They wanted to feel like they had agency, which is, you know, most of all people ever want in video games. But anyway... Uh, the I, I'm not entirely sure of the extent of the changes that they made to it, but I gather they made it so it could counter fewer things, or there were more things that you could do that beat it to stop you from having to play it in you know every situation. Mm-hmm. And then anyway. people have also just kind of got used to like the nuances of it, because like right, exactly. In addition to like just pushing a button, you can also just lock or sidestep, which is mm-hmm. a varying use depending on your character. But also, if you know somebody's going to do it, you can bait that out. And then similar to the parry, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do a break attack, so stop doing that. Hmm. And eventually, yeah. if you play enough online games, people start doing that enough that you like get mad, go online, and be like, how do I beat this fucking thing? And then you're like, oh, I just pushed <laughs> two buttons. And then uh, yeah. <laughs> either they learn to not do it again, or you just get to have to match because they keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely like one of those mechanics where everyone's like, "Oh, this is bullshit! Look at this casual garbage." But <laughs> uh, one, I don't necessarily think that having a more casual, friendly mechanic like that that like can swing momentum back is um, necessarily a bad thing. But also, two, everybody kind of just learned how to deal with it, and it really wasn't as bad as how it seemed. And they've, you know, even... they also did literally change. Yeah, it. and, the, and so they it's toned it down both. even more. So. <laughs> So now it's definitely not so much of a thing. Yeah. Like, you didn't see the, uh, a huge I... amount of it in, like, high-level play. Like, it was there for sure, but it wasn't, like, the same... It wasn't, like, that yeah, same sure. um, really easy get-out-of-a-situation card that it appeared to be Yeah, at the start. So... Yeah, so, like, the overall mechanics of this game work very well to bring a lot of the joys of fighting games to players and i appreciate that quite a lot it does it's uh, it does what it does very well it does it uniquely and it's uh it's overall a very satisfying package like if you like the grandeur of it if you like the overall tone of it i think it is you know it's some of the best at what it does but then if you want to um also just completely destroy the aesthetic you can just go into the character creator and make a fucking ninja turtle or something i don't know yeah you can just <laughs> yeah you can just make a giant cube a giant rainbow cube and give it voldo's moveset and you know hump your opponent to death <laughs> uh one of my friends made fucking austin powers and like every single time i play him um i know enough about soul caliber that i shouldn't be losing but I just get so tilted seeing Austin Powers' fucking face with Voldo's moveset <laughs> running around and humping my character. I'm just saying, I can't fucking deal with this. <laughs> uh, on the other side, I took the Ay- Ayami Kojima art from the Castlevania games, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to make a fucking Simon Belmont. And oh, he's, that's pretty hard. And he's going to have Ivy's moveset. 
so I can whip my opponents and then just have this man stomp and grind his heel into them after. <laughs> yeah, really, like stick his butt out, you know. It's uh, ask them if they enjoyed their treat. <laughs> it's you know, Ivy is one of the characters um, that gets into some of the really bad things about Soul Calibur Six, <laughs> but when you put her on uh, a hyper. Them, uh, Bishojo, Simon Belmont. <laughs> so you get the maximum homoerotic aesthetic. Uh, it's yeah. it's good actually. <laughs> so well, before we get onto characters, uh, I just want to use this space to uh, get on my soapbox and uh, talk about trends in contemporary fighting game design. Oh, you mean so- how? Um- fighting game players and designers have no fucking chill and are the horniest <laughs> motherfuckers on earth that's actually not what i was going to talk about but we can we can get to that in the uh, in the next section <laughs> so uh the thing i wanted to say is that uh this game does a really good job as most in fact i'd say probably all soul caliber games do in bringing many of the joys of fighting games to players in ways that are you know uh in a sort of soft sense of the word more accessible than games like Street Fighter, games like uh, Guilty Gear or whatever. Like it has uh, many moves that you can access through very basic uh, states of the controller. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, what Soul Calibur has done, which Tekken has also done in the last few years, is to add supers to the game. I don't remember if supers were in Soul Calibur 5. They were definitely not in Soul Calibur 2. I think they were in 5. Okay. I don't know so, if they were in four, but I remember five definitely had meter. Two right. definitely did not have them. So, okay. So the thing is that supers in Tekken 7 and supers in Soul Calibur 6 are two points on a trend line that for me cuts through a lot of fighting games right now, including Street Fighter Five, including Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, including probably some others. It's that... Uh, so the super, it's like it's a it's a big part of fighting games. Like it's one of the cooler things about Street Fighter Two is that your character had a meter in the corner in Super Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. uh, and when the meter filled, they could do a funny motion and do a really big fireball, or you know, uh, by, uh, Balrog could punch you lots of times or that kind of thing. And those have gotten cooler over time. They've gotten cinematics, like they're a huge part of the the, the fame of Marvel vs. Capcom, right? Like yeah. There are some characters who are basically defined by their ability to build meter and do supers. Fast forward to the present day, and if you're if you're making a fighting game, at this point it seems like it's got to have supers in it. Yep. Soul Calibur Six should not have supers in it, or if it does, it should do something else with them, because what we've got then is this universal meter system where characters build a bar, and then they get to press three buttons to do a super cool attack, which cuts to a cinematic. And, you know, looks fantastic. And they do look fantastic. But if you give that to every character, then the problem that emerges is... Uh, and and the pro- it doesn't even need to emerge, really. But, like, Soul Calibur, they're different. Like, the supers are different. Everybody has one, mm-hmm. but they're different. Some of them are armored. Some of them are completely invincible. Some of them parry when they start up. Some of them parry on startup. And some of them are safe if you block them. But not all of them are. So some characters just have shit supers. <laughs> it's true. So, so but then, and like, uh, I think Killick has like a unique install. 
Yeah, he, he has an install. He has a unique and then he has super, off of? super off of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. So this is a, a similar thing to what I was uh, like. Why I drew the comparison to Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, everybody has a super, and in that game, it's the only thing the meter can do. Soul Calibur, I think, has one other thing that the meter can do. There's can, a couple. Di- uh, there's actually sold. a couple different okay, things, right. and it depends on the character. There's a there's a guard cancel as well, right? There's like, a you can, burst you them can off you do and... a burst attack that like powers up different moves and gives them different properties. Like it would maybe give some move some guard break properties and things like that, or you can actually do right. a special move that. We'll use some of the meter, uh, do a specific attack, um, and then give you a powered-up state afterwards. And then certain characters like Setsuko or something, just some of her moves will just use meter. Right, yeah, Setsuko is a weird one. Yeah, I remember that about her. So, anyway, my overall point with this is that it's not a bad thing to have universal mechanics that track asymmetrically between characters. It is a bad thing to have universal mechanics that track asymmetrically between characters that reverse game states by being invincible or having parries or being unbeatable on block, uh, that reverse game states that also take 10 seconds at a time. (laughs) It makes the game absolutely rubbish to watch. Like, not, not, you know, it doesn't ruin the whole game. Like, competitive Soul Calibur is great, competitive Tekken is great, competitive Grand Blue is pretty great, like, uh, competitive Street Fighter V is great. But particularly it's particularly sorely felt in grand blue but also in soul caliber these happen every single round and it like soul caliber also it su- gives it sucks. You, <laughs> soul caliber also gives you meter if you're on the last round and you're losing it yeah, will just give you which a full like, super I, I get it cool comeback mechanic i i see the idea but it's kind of the same problem as like having ultras in street fighter 4 right right but in street fighter 4 the ultras are uh, typically, they're like it. Don't, don't get me wrong. It, I totally agree that there are some problems with making it a uh, a comeback meter that will probably fill in one round. But they're neutral tools, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Street Fighter Four, Rose, uh, Rose, yeah, Rose was defined in part by the fact that at some point in the round she was going to build these two floating orbs that she could do weird mix-ups with. Like I see that as a design feature, and like they brought it forward into V in this game, in, in Soul Calibur and in Grand Blue and in Street Fighter, because everyone's supers are the same, it just means that everybody has an invincible reversal that they can use once per round or once per match or whatever. Except in Soul Calibur, not even, like, everyone doesn't even have that. <laughs> like, some people have that, some people don't. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that just makes it really weird. <laughs> I think it's kind of similar, because of that, it's kind of similar to Tekken, whereas you won't really see it that much. And, well, you, I mean, this is more true for Tekken than Soul Calibur, but you'll see it less in high-level play because the install is, like, just much more useful for a lot of pro players to, like, extend combos, right, yeah. do damage, get people off of them. Because if you're really good at the game, you're going to do more damage by just having the powered-up state than the super, right? Yeah. But definitely that's one of those, like, things that they made towards like those concessions that they made towards casual play that just means okay you're gonna see it a lot and thankfully they're at least much shorter than they could be in some games like man playing marvel not being able to do anything because you're being comboed and then seeing another super that you can't do anything again for like another 10 seconds or whatever it's interesting that you bring up marvel actually because i would say that marvel is the opposite so the my complaint like the reason that this has become so uh, like it's in the foreground of my mind is that 
uh, at the beginning of the year, I played a bunch of Grand Blue Versus, and I, I noticed that I was really seeing a lot of these Invincible Reversals every match. And because I was new at the game, I was losing to them a lot. Because, like, when people do Invincible Reversals that deal 40% of your life and have 10 second animations, you notice that a lot. And then I played a bunch of Skullgirls. And everyone's supers in Skullgirls are really fast. Like, sometimes they're invincible. They're all almost always weird. Like, they do strange things. They get used in neutral a lot. But they're always fast. And I think that is really the key for me, is that while we were playing Soul Calibur, like, I enjoyed it the first few times that Nightmare slammed his sword in the ground, got on the back of a horse, and, like, whacked his opponent with a big sword. But that animation takes quite a long time. And over, like, an hour or two's set, like... This is the thing. This is why I was, uh, uh, I was again interested that you brought up the high-level play. Is that I think actually it's more important in low-level play because people will be using those mechanics a lot, particularly when you know it's a super that you get by just pressing three buttons. I don't think that it should take a really long time. Yeah, it's like the easiest whiff punish. You get you sidestep, you do it, and then you're like, okay, that's like a good chunk of damage. Yeah, and like because it's cool and because it does a huge amount of damage, people want to do it a lot, and that makes them want to bore themselves. <laughs> yeah, and to, and to your point, I cannot count the amount of times where I have accidentally paused the game trying to press start to skip the animation. <laughs> like, it's the end of round thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. So basically, that's that's the only perspective that I wanted to bring to this, is that Soul Calibur made me think about supers, and Skullgirls has been making me think about how a lot of contemporary fighting games really like waste your time by making you sit out these really really long animations every single round like tekken again like again at a high level play you see quite a lot of like use of rage drives instead of rage art which yeah, you see rage don't freeze the screen they're yeah. like a powered up version of a particular character's move that might like and some characters will have multiple rage drives and they're like interesting neutral tools but uh yeah I and they're usually also that... safe unlike um rage yeah arts. right yeah yeah and yeah, I basically I'm just uh, I'm in kind of a state as to like I feel at the moment it feels like fighting games want to have supers, but they don't know what they want to do with them, and I think they should just make them shorter. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. As long as like it could be Soul Calibur's could be exactly as it is right now, but much shorter, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Anyway, that's my. Uh, huge tangent over uh yeah to get back to the other subject uh in talking about the aesthetics god some of these character designs are fucking horny and just <laughs> that's also a thing that i would wish soul Calibur didn't do yeah i don't know i sort of i go back and forth on it because i think some of them point... are like at this point like some of the stuff that soul Calibur is doing with the aesthetics and like the weird like it's so weird because i feel like this game is simultaneously really horny has really horny character designs um in places that sometimes are really embarrassing but also feel like almost (laughs) (laughs) non-sexual okay yeah yeah like i kind of see what you mean i kind of see like the characters don't have sexuality that is absolutely true like ivy is like Ivy's lines are all like, haha, did I, you know, did I hurt you? Do you like that, my little pet? But there is like no sexuality behind them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sexual energy behind it. She's speaking every dominatrix line, and it's just fucking funny. 
Yeah, it's the most definitely. hilarious thing to see her grind her heel on somebody and step on them and say, did you enjoy your treat after she whips the shit uh, out of them? But, I definitely am, um, like, that, that read is definitely appealing, that, like, the Soul Calibur's designs are extremely horny, but, like, their characters just have no concept of that. Like, Taki is in this, like, ridiculous, like, you know... Skin-tight outfit with skin the fucking tight, boob yeah. socks and the nipples sticking yeah. out, and when she does, like, but, a super body writing appears all over her. But she has yeah. no sexuality. It's yeah, just, she's just got shit to do, you know? She's just an assassin who's got people to kill. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's like, oh, that's so horny and embarrassing, but also there's no sexual energy at all in it. It's like not a part of this game's characters or whatever. Whereas like yeah, that's, you'll that's just fair. see like that. the same thing in like other anime fighting games, but it's just like ten times grosser. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of episodes from now we're gonna be talking about Skullgirls, so I have to <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Skullgirls is kind of the opposite though. Extremely, yes. Like, where like, you know, but then there's also just like, I don't know, fucking like Arcana Hard or some shit where you're like, why is this in here? I didn't need to see panty shots of every character or whatever. Yeah, um, we were thinking about getting into Arcana Heart over the lockdown and then we looked at like the full character list and we were like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, like sometimes you just look at a character list and like, this makes me feel gross. It's all, like, it's all Arcana Heart is a game where one of the characters is in a mech and somehow still in her underwear. Yeah. How? Uh, Vanilla Larry would like to have a talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Larry definitely did a, all the characters in the mix, but they have to get out of their clothing to do it. Fucking pause from Peace Walker. Don't worry, there's a plot twist that's Just... going to explain it. <laughs> um, I will regret my words and deeds. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like... I don't know. And then they also have like the close break system where like if you do like a certain amount of damage or get like um a lethal hit like all their clothes will explode off and it's not it's as far as these go like i've seen them in other fighting games and some of the other ones are just fucking just embarrassing and like are very specifically geared to like seeing like tatters of clothing over people like barely covered up and stuff and this one it just kind of feels like an extension of the break system and like fucking Sega's fighting vipers or whatever. Yeah. Though I don't I mean, think it has know, like it's... actual gameplay rep- like repercussions. Yeah, no, it doesn't have gameplay ramifications as far as I'm aware. I don't know. It's like there are a couple of designs where like, you know, on on Hilda for example, it's like uh... also like <laughs> Ivy is already wearing nothing and, and she then somehow the loses clothes. Explodes. Yeah. Like come on. I mean, w- when it's when it works, it's like cool. And it like it really sells like the impact of your hit, and yeah. then sometimes it's Talum, and you're like, this character's fourteen, bro. Yeah, this this is a prequel game, and this character is a child. You need to see her <laughs> in yet. shorts and her bra. Like, I'm, I'm good though. No thanks. Yeah, I so I gather that can be turned off. I didn't actually know this when we played can it, but you? apparently you can turn off the clothes. They must. Someone said that to me. No, if that's no, true, disclaimer. They, no idea if that's true. If that's true, they added it in because it's def- it definitely yeah, was yeah. not. It's definitely like a box feature, <laughs> back of the box feature, unfortunately. And just like yeah, it's like as much as I feel this game is cool and accessible and like something you can like. It's like almost a party game, the same way like everybody would fucking play Soul Calibur 2, because it's that's the one with Link in it. Yeah, Link's in it. Spawn's um, in it. <laughs> Spawn, another original OC from Todd McFarlane, for some reason. That's in every version. Um, 
like as much as i feel like it does a lot of things to be more welcoming like it still has that same like fighting game problem where it's just like okay did you really have to make it yeah and it's just like whenever people bring up ivy it's like at this point it just it's part of what the game is you know like Mm -hmm. let's be honest do you think there's any chance 2b would be in this game if it wasn't the ivy game like yeah they literally have a specific illustration that got added when they added them which was like (laughs) ivy and and 2b fighting each other it's like yeah they know what kind of game they're making and just yeah like yoko taro heard that they were making a game where the clothes exploded and he was like yo (laughs) (laughs) and he showed up to the party yeah um, yeah, he was like, yo, can 2B be in this game? Got him to, like, back up the, uh, the specific character of Ivy and things like that. And we were talking about, like, the weird, almost non-sexual energy these characters give mm. up. Maddie Myers actually did a specific um, yeah, that's the one I was piece thinking about, uh, yeah. about her relationship with that character um, throughout Soul Calibur. Uh, I think she did it for Kotaku? I That sounds about right. Um, but it's, like, a really kind of good exploration of, like kind of what it's like to be like a woman to see this representation and to kind of go back and forth on how this character makes you feel and how you feel about that character and specifically right, the yeah. way that like namco um <laughs> plays with her depiction it's it mm. it feels a lot like the conversation with um something like ghost in the shell and the major right yeah of like the similar vein where like on its face it's just like oh god why and then there's like just so many like different layers that you can kind of approach it at um yeah not something like that that not really so long is as part of know. a credit not like to give credit to the people who are making it like despite yeah, the fact yeah. of like the way that uh they've been depicted i guess yeah it's entirely like a surrounding culture thing and because that you know because soul calibur has been around for over 20 years at this point it's like uh, this thing is inherently in conversation with itself. It's probably not going away anytime soon. So, you know, instead we are left to decide how we feel about it and how we feel about how we feel about it. So, yeah, you know. And, well, I guess, like, Ivy's also been here so long, and I think she's, like, the only 50-year-old character in a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about how Tekken doesn't have anybody over 29. Um, I think by, like, Soul Calibur Five or something, Ivy's getting up there. And it's like, okay... It's, the no, it's whole, okay, this is a prequel game. It's the, she's young again. Yeah, she's young again. She is specifically young in this one, but she is the only fighting game character who was allowed to get old, I guess. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the number on her fucking character bio doesn't really mm-hmm. <laughs> describe how mm-hmm. old Ivy is, does it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so as, as to characters in this game, uh, Nightmare is... Just as fun to wave a sword around with as he was in Soul Calibur 2 in 2002. It's really good. He yells, he uh, charges his big, big sword, and he waves it around. He's got a drill move now. He sticks out his sword, and it just spins out like a drill. And you can go into a power-up state that makes it spin even more and breaks their guard. It's good. You can just hit him from, like, half uh, the screen away. His moveset really, like... uh, it's it's really characterful as you'd kind of expect they've had a long time to work with this guy his sword is you know slapping people up and down about the place you know he's uh he's really tearing through yeah. and you have to uh he, you have to really weather the storm against him he makes me but, mad uh, uh, <laughs> he's got certain moves where if you hit him uh you fucking take the damage well he takes yeah. some damage and then he breaks out creates a big explosion and gets a power up and it's like you shouldn't have fucking hit me while i was doing that 
yeah, he's, he's an angry man, you know, he's, he's got to deal with it. Also, uh, I, uh, I really liked uh, what little of Setsuka I got to play, but uh, that was during our ill-fated attempt to play this game on Parsec. Uh, and uh, I, video games are expensive, I don't own this game, so I didn't get to play with Setsuka or Hilda, who are the two characters I really liked when we played this the other night. But I did play a lot of Nightmare, that was a lot of fun. I played a lot of Shanghua and a lot of Cervantes, they were fun. Yeah, they're all like, really fun characters to just play with. Um, I'm, yeah. My preference is to play Talim, despite the fact that this game is... Uh, uh, why is there an underboob window on Talim, man? Yeah, that's, uh, that's fucked up. Uh, besides that fact, uh, thankfully you can just... Uh, ha there's a character creator. I like to use the character creator for <laughs> certain <laughs> yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a Filipino girl, and she's like just really fast. She bounces all over the place. Uh, she's got a lot of moves that transition into a bunch of moves. And then she's got this one stance where you, she stands in there, and then if somebody fucking whips a move against you, you hit them, and you hit them again. And they get lodged halfway across the stage and lose a third of their health, which is more damage yeah, than it fucking does when you do her super. <laughs> it's, it's great. I love getting hit by it 12 times. <laughs> Everybody hates me when I play Tottenham. <laughs> and just I guess that's just the characters I play because I also picked up Rashid when I started Street Fighter 2. I'm like, oh sweet, an Arab guy. That's me. The same way I yeah, went. Yeah, you know. Oh, a Filipino. That's me. And they both get just the representation. Yeah, and they both got the sick wind moves and they both yell that they're going to summon a storm. It's like they knew yeah. me. Um, but that's they're right. also really annoying and everybody hates playing against me when I pick them. <laughs> Uh, Nightmare, I like. I still like Nightmare. Cheap as fuck. I still like Ivy, despite all the caveats I gave before. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, for all the complaints everyone gives about Ivy, she does have a whip, which is a sword. So yeah, the it's impossible to say whether she's bad or not. And she's all. You can also stick the sword into the ground, and it comes out like a bunch of spikes and impales them, or it turns into a magical circle that grabs them, and then she like <laughs> puts you on a magical pulley system in the air. Pulls you up and throws you back down. Um, it's really good. You can pretend you can make a sign in Belmont and pretend you're playing Castlevania fighting game. That's good because they definitely never made a Castlevania. When, when fighting are we game. doing Castlevania Judgment for this? Show? <laughs> they never made a that. Castlevania fighting game. I played that at locals uh, when we still had locals. Rest in peace, locals. Rest in peace, uh, and locals. You know what? I almost had fun. It's almost fun. <laughs> I will give you that is almost one. The music fucking goes. The fucking character designs by the Death Note artist. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we are you doing fucking... an episode of <laughs> Castlevania Judgment. I'll uh, I'll link that uh, that Maddie Myers article in the show notes, and I will also link uh, the cover art for Castlevania Judgment, <laughs> and so you can bad. look at that and. You can look at that and understand that that's meant to be Simon Belmont. <laughs> Let Yagami's best Simon Belmont cosplay. <laughs> I think Misa shows up in that game. <laughs> I think, like, actually, I think all the characters are Misa. That man just liked drawing Misa so much, he did the whole cast like that. Good for him. Chase is bliss, I think. <laughs> Um, How Mara is also in this game from Samurai Showdown. For some reason. For some reason. There's already Mitsurugi. They're both yeah. based on the same samurai historical figure. 
I'll give them one thing. Adding Mitsurugi to Soul Calibur is definitely less dumb than adding the, the Warden from For Honor to Samurai Showdown. <laughs> why, did why? They, why did they do that? <laughs> why did they do that? They didn't even pick a Samurai character. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you wouldn't want to. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, he's cool. He fucking has cancels and throwing fireballs because I guess Namco's putting all the 2D characters into the 3D games. <laughs> there's even a, you can even do the heavy slash button um so that's that's wild uh i like yeah. i like playing haomaru because he's like mitsurugi but not boring because mitsurugi's boring in this game even though i loved him in soul Calibur too is mitsurugi also like drunk like haomaru is <laughs> i you know, don't does he drink think a lot? so because haomaru is like quite disturbing american voice line is like got my sword got my sauce <laughs> Because he, he likes boozing, but I don't know, is Mitsurugi like that? I don't think Mitsurugi's like that. Uh, okay. He's well, that's, that's what He's Hamaru definitely has. the same character archetype, but I don't think he's as boozed up. It's like uh, Mitsurugi and Mitsurugi out of work. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's, that's what they're doing. Oh, awaiting, awaiting stimulus check, awaiting Mitsurugi. Awaiting stimulus check, Mitsurugi. That's Hamaru. <laughs> Bro, there's a pandemic on, and all the lords said that they don't got jobs for samurai right now. <laughs> Damn. Relatable moods. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Tubi's also in this game, and she's a lot of fun, even though, like, I don't really understand how to activate half her moveset. She's got a huge laser beam <laughs> that you can do. One of her stances is she sits down on the chair like she's fishing. Yeah, it's pretty hype. Um, but usually, but you just kind of push buttons and then it does anime shit and you're like, well, fuck, what a game. And I know I complained about supers earlier, but if we have to have the long supers, her super where she impales you on that field of, of spears, pretty cool. She hits you with all the weapons and then she impales you on a field of spears. It's so good. It's pretty cool. The anime, did we say that the animations in this game are really good? They are really good. Cause they are really good. Yeah. Um, but those are the characters I like to play. I mean, I kind of like, because of the way that Soul Calibur is set up, I kind of like just dipping into, like, almost all the characters. But there's only, like, a few of them that, like, I went into the training mode and, like, alright, I'm gonna yeah. figure out everything. And, like, to that, talk, to speak to that, like, Soul Calibur 2 was the first game that I did that in. So, like, it's kind of cool yeah. to play this game and get that same feeling. And it's also, you know, 2020 now, and every character has, like, just a few little blurbs that you can go into in the like move list and training mode that just say hey here are the good moves use Hell these yeah. moves this is how you win with this character and it's got a beginner an intermediate and then an advanced one that you can just practice it's like oh talum has this move and this move that you can do at range so that you can get in and then when you get in you can use this move or this stance and it's just like really cool to like I mean, I wish it was interactive <laughs> and more prominent, but I'm glad that that's in the game because you can just learn how to play the game without trying to sift through a one-hour character tutorial on your character to figure out yeah. what that means and how and try to retain like a million combos and whatever that you're never going to use yet. So, uh, while we're finishing off on characters before we uh, wrap up on this game, I feel like it would be remiss of me to talk about characters in Soul Calibur and not mention my uh, personal bugbear 
with the specific experience of picking characters in Soul Calibur. Oh, I really yeah. wish that uh, I really wish that games would I don't know, think of some solution to this, and maybe there is no solution to this. Maybe it's impossible, but there really is nothing like the experience of. So you open up the Soul Calibur Six character select screen. You go to play a match with a friend. You know you've never played Soul Calibur Six before, and I was like, right, I should find a character that appeals to me. So. I scan over the character select screen. I look for a portrait that looks attractive to me because which is all there of them. Are, well, so the well, so the portraits like yeah, the, but the, you know there are characters that run along the kinds of lines of the kinds of characters I like. Right, you know, right. like mean girls, loser guys, basically. That's it. <laughs> and, I can see why you like Nier Automata. <laughs> I've never played Nier Automata. <laughs> you would like it. so. I uh, I went to uh, so I went to character select screen and I found a character who looked cool. I moused over Amy, and I picked that I picked Amy, and her model loaded in, and I was like, "Wow, that sucks." This happened three more times. Yeah, like every character has these amazing illustrated portraits, and then once the character model loads in, you're like, oh, "That's not the same fucking person." They look <laughs> nothing like them, and like I am aware that you know Street Fighter Four did this. It had you know drawn character art, and then the models. Oh, would Street load Fighter Four was so much worse because you couldn't even like see what the costumes were before the match started. Yeah, but like I don't know for some reason in this game. The discrepancy between the key art and the models was so huge that it like it really soured my first attempts to get into the game. Like that day when I was trying to find a character to play, I could really only find Hilda. And, you know, she turned out to be DLC, so I ended up playing Nightmare when even <laughs> I played. But like uh, every other character, there was just for me such a huge fall off between the key art and the uh, the models that like I really really harshed my enjoyment of the character designs, which by the way are very good. But I guess it just felt weird to me to have them. I, I guess it's also my bias as uh, someone who overwhelmingly plays two D games where the characters are sprite art or yeah. you know hand drawn or that kind of thing that uh, you can advertise a character with just what they will look like. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do something about that, please, Soul Calibur. Uh, <laughs> it's a tiny problem, but it's really huge for me. Namco Bandai is telling is going to tell you about the power of the PS5. And now that we've got <laughs> SSDs, we can finally have the character models load in immediately instead of having you wait 10 seconds and be disappointed. The same so way- that's another thing, right? Is that Tekken has key art. Of, I mean, they are like stylized renders, but it is key art of the characters, and then you pick them, and I, I think overwhelmingly those characters look like how they look in that key art, but not so with Soul Calibur. I don't know. It's a style thing? Anyway. I think they I'm use done the key, I think also this. Tekken uses the key art. Um, they use uh, to kind of get around this, they use key art that's uh, renders of the character model yeah, to yeah, start yeah. with. It's, yeah, stylized renders, yeah, like I was saying. I mean, they have, but, like, uh, specific illustrations and stuff you can use, too, but, like, they, you know, they show yeah, what the yeah. character looks like in a 2D artwork before and like that's not yeah it's just like <laughs> you're right the description is kind of huge you're like it's not that's not the aesthetic i thought it was but anyway not to end on a sour note i think soul Calibur 6 is a really good game it's like it's not a game that i personally am going to put <clears throat> a huge amount of time into but playing it with armor and like just sort of uh, messing around with it by myself as well it, like, it, it's great to me that it is there and i can literally just hop on hop in and have like a really fun satisfying time with it mm-hmm. and then like if you want to dig into it more like it gives you the tools to do that at least like a yeah absolutely bit. 
it's just it's so it's a game that feels like really easy to enjoy at both like a casual and more advanced level yeah absolutely like if you have a friend who is like decently or really into soul Calibur 6 you can probably throw it on and have a good time with them like if they want to you know if they're not uh, if they're interested in facilitating you having a good time and don't just want to dumpster you by knowing much more about the game like the basics of soul Calibur bring you up to a level where you can get to the things that are great about fighting games with them and i think that is really admirable mm-hmm. and it's definitely one of those games that you can just push a button and it feels good right away like it's right, one exactly. of the few games that kind of like very successfully feels like it can bridge the gap between like casual play and advanced play and yeah, like right. uh you know, I wish I, as much as I love fighting games, I wish there were more that, you know, could do that. And I just think it's a really admirable design to like the way that it specifically um, sets itself up just as like very successful. Yeah. And that's it, right? Like it's baked into the fundament of what Soul Calibur is. It's mm-hmm. not like Soul Calibur was this, you know, huge sprawling complex game that they've stripped down to be accessible it's yeah. just what soul Calibur is and they've brought it you know it's it, it's it succeeds at the two level thing of functioning very well to people who know nothing about it and very well to people who know a lot about yeah, it yeah that's, that's kind of yeah. one of the benefits it had of like coming late yeah. to the 3d scene right yeah right exactly and uh you know it's it's it is many things that all fighting games should be soul Calibur 6 good video game yeah um with that let's move on to some of the questions and see what... We've got quite a lot of questions yeah, this week, so we'll have to quick fire through wow. the shorter ones in the middle. Looks like it. But uh, but uh, yeah, so this first question is a good question from Big that uh, missed the cut from last week, so I thought I would include it here. And it's a very armor core question, so <laughs> I suspect you will have a lot to say on it. Uh, one thing that I found interesting from the Hold Back to Block Killer Instinct doc, which we mentioned in our last episode, which you should listen to if you haven't, is that a lot of Killer Instinct 2013's DNA originated in the Xbox Buffy game, which is true. <laughs> uh, it had a lot of combo-based... Yeah, it had a combo-based combat system, which a lot of which made the way... made the basis for Double Helix's design of 2013's Killer Instinct. So, is there another case where you can think of a developer that made a game in another genre that they could use as a base for a fighting game? Yeah. Uh, Curly, before I go on my rants do you have any (laughs) specific examples that you can think of yeah so i mean uh if a game has uh like if if we're going for other game systems that would make a fighting game the most compelling example for me is always going to be your devil may cries and your bayonettas like i think Mm -hmm. those games rule and uh they use a lot of the same fundamentals that fighting games use like a lot of people who have never played guilty gear in their life uh, they come to a lot of the same conclusions that high-level Guilty Gear players do about optimizing movement and combos and understanding of Devil May Cry. Yep. So much so that uh, a an enterprising modder, whose work I will link in the podcast notes for this episode, has made a mod for Devil May Cry 5, which is a Guilty Gear-inspired PvP mod for Devil May Cry 5, which is really, really impressive. Yeah. I've only seen like a little bit of it through various stages of its development, but the things that are being done with that engine are really impressive. And it's always worth understanding, I guess, that uh, many more of these principles are transferable to fighting games than we give them credit for. Like, fighting games can always be made not just in their own terms, but in terms of other things, including other action games. Yeah, and the kind of plain fighting games actually kind of like also redefined the way I think about other games. 
Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> totally. oh, look, sick. I'm going to just, it's time to play footsies with this enemy. <laughs> you know, like, oh, like you just start talking about things in the same terms. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day uh, and she was saying that uh, she was watching, I think it was, it was either a game or a sport with some friends and she realized that something was happening that she was going to struggle to describe to them because she could not describe it in terms of fighting games because they fighting <laughs> games have a perfect word for this thing that other video games are not super good at describing. Like right. anyone who is listening to the show who has played a lot of fighting games will know that like competitive lingo, like, you know, getting comboed by an enemy in a Devil May Cry game or getting hit on your wake up, getting meaty, that kind of thing. It just becomes natural to you. To This move does an OTG. This one can set up a juggle. Right, Things exactly, like exactly. Yeah, um, I think that that Devil May Cry Strive mod is like incredible. It also adds like a whole bunch of stuff to the single player and like rebalances mm. some of the characters and like adds like a whole bunch of things to Dante's kid and stuff. But like the fact that they just full, put on full player versus player is just um, people are doing incredible things out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, it's just, just kind of go through a bunch of them. Like I think also this an easy one is going to be like beat-em-ups like beat-em-ups kind of are fighting games in a sense yeah yeah and have some of the same ones um one fun (laughs) one fun thing that i like to bring up is that Mega Man 7 has an optional versus mode that you can use with a secret password (laughs) (laughs) i love even has like command moves in it you would never get that shit these days no one would ever make it multiplayer mode hidden behind a password like that (laughs) shit was endemic in the ps1 ps2 era and just never get it now. it was just it's so funny and then um the ps2 version of the Mega Man arcade games also adds in versus mode where you like get a whole bunch of weapons and both of you can charge your shots and shoot them at each other and dash around the screen and stuff but also adds third strike parries in there so you can see somebody Hell throw yeah. a shadow blade at you and you're like nah i'm gonna press forward i'm gonna parry that yeah. i'm gonna throw away your shadow right <laughs> um then of course you got the stuff like you know um the way that Mega Man X and Zero, uh, Mega Man x games and the zero games like specifically add in just like straight up street fighter moves mm. and like command moves that you can add into the move set um and then there's you know capcom did a lot of these and then like onimusha blade warriors <laughs> was just onimusha the and um they also did this with beautiful joe red hot rumble where they just turned those two like beat up games into smash style fighting games or i guess also i guess a lot of people did that because even guilty gear got in on the action and like made like a fucking guilty gear iska <laughs> what what a thing Speaking of Guilty Gears, I played Guilty Gear 2 recently. How was that? How was that weird MOBA what, game? What the fuck, man? <laughs> they made like, a MOBA of Guilty I Gear. I knew, like, I knew it was going to be weird. Like, I'd read about it lots of times, and uh, I played it, and it was even weirder than I expected. Fucking hell, <laughs> that game is strange. And it introduces multiple characters that become, like, linchpins of the story in Exit. <laughs> it's essential to the lore that you play the strategy game. They that really was an era when Arx just tried everything. Yeah, what if Guilty Gear was a Smash game? What if it was a yeah beat 'em up? What if it was a strategy MOBA thing? I mean, if the uh, if the survey that they gave out for the uh, Guilty Gear Strive beta is to be believed, they might make a stage play. Who knows? <laughs> sure. That was one of the options. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, 
another fun one is kind of like those uh treasure fighting games so like a lot of people know about like guardian heroes and things like that um but a lot of the guardian heroes and uh kind of similar beat-em-ups actually come out from like games like oscar 120 percent or that yu yu Hakusho fighting game they made on the genesis which also became like the basis of like the bleach games on the ds where mm. they're kind of like open ish and like have up to four like some of them have up to like four players and you can kind of run around in like a beat-em-up style but they have like all the fighting game moves and combos and things like that which yeah. is really cool like it's not one of those games where you're like locked to an opponent or anything like that hmm. but you can still like you know uh do a hadoken uh throw some people into the air and do sweet juggle combos on them and then, I uh, feel like uh, I feel like we can never do an episode of this show on Oscar because it will just end this show because it will just be like, damn, no other fighting game is as good or ever will be as good as Oscar one hundred twenty percent. No, it's not going to happen because we're both in two different countries. There is and, also that. I mean, wait, have... isn't Oscar on Fightcade? Question mark. There's no way. Besides the one, mm. the, the version everybody plays is the Saturn game uh, version, the, yeah, okay, which yeah, is yeah, like sure. specifically a like ROM hack of the Saturn version put out officially after the fact by the original developers, which is not the same game as the two sequels that came out after the Saturn game that are made by somebody else. <laughs> well, if the world ever manages to unfuck itself, and by some miracle I come to Illinois for work again, we'll play Oscar. <laughs> we'll play Oscar. By then, I'll have paid this six hundred dollar tax that it costs to get a copy of Oscar working on actual hardware. <laughs> It'll probably be a thousand dollars by then. <laughs> it already costs like two hundred dollars to buy a Saturn, and I'm just like, well, well, then I have to buy a stick that will work with the hardware. Oh, don't uh, worry. Like three, I'll, don't I'll probably worry. have. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably have like six Saturn adapters by then. All right, I'm forcing us onto the next question. Uh, just. Uh, before that, I just want to mention Dynasty Warriors 1 was a fighting game and oh, messed yeah, up fuck. the entire U.S. naming convention, so we're always um, one number behind. All right, next question. Noctimore from Waypoint Discord asks, do your souls still burn? Uh, no. I mean, yes, but uh, sometimes smaller and larger, depending on what the situation is. Okay, good answer. Nabs from Waypoint Discord asks, What did you think of the Libra of Souls game mode? I did not play the Libra of Souls game mode. What did you think of the Libra of Souls game mode? I barely played the Libra of Souls game mode. To the fact that Shit. I can't remember which of the two story modes it is in Soul Calibur Six because there's one that goes through the time limit events and lets you play as every character's specific story, and there's one where you create a character, and it's like Weapon Master but not as good. Uh, so, uh, I think it's fine. I don't think it does anything interesting at all. Okay, so while we're on Weapon Master, Program X asks, What weapon type did you favor in Weapon Master, and who did you play as? I haven't played Weapon Master mode since Soul Calibur 2. Armor, what was your favorite weapon in Weapon Master, and who did you play as? Okay, so Weapon Master is like that story mode where you like basically go through a whole bunch of things. And specifically in Soul Calibur 2, it actually bothered to teach you how to play the game. Because it would have you complete specific objectives, like block this many moves or whatever. Uh, I just played whoever. I kind of pl ended up <laughs> playing like, because I think you can. I'm not sure that this is correct, but I'm pretty sure you can like buy other characters or something and switch them out in the middle of it. Oh, okay. So I think I would like switch between different characters depending on like what the 
task was because some of those tasks are fucking hard all i remember about weapon master is that i played a bunch of it on the gamecube because you didn't need a second gamecube controller to play it <laughs> it's true yeah it's long it too too yeah it was huge I, i'm sure it wasn't good but it was huge <laughs> it's it's okay it's okay okay it does it's okay you know it's better than like dragon ball fighters and like it's, half it's, the story it's tall order it's half it's better than half the modern fighting game story modes now <laughs> i'd rather do that than play tekken 7's whatever quick time event sort of yeah. bot match hybrid thing it is when is someone going to be brave enough to do a fighting game story that is literally just asura's wrath huh when's that gonna happen god damn oh you know what that's just all the Naruto Shippuden games. <laughs> that same developer Damn. has already been doing it, so... I got fucking exposed. We're we gonna need to do one of those Naruto it's, games. For it's the show literally the same developer. Yeah, I guess we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, all, all right, right it's Naruto uh, week. Curly, you have to watch all of Naruto. <laughs> all right, Danla asks, as the resident guest character enthusiast, I feel obligated to ask, which guest character is Yul's favorite? Although I feel there are some very obvious choices. So, Arma, which guest character is your favorite? Are we talking about all characters? Or just Soul Calibur? I mean, there are only three in Soul Calibur, right? In Soul Calibur 6, yeah. In Soul Calibur 6, yeah. So, let's let's go first. First, all of Soul Calibur, and then all of fighting games. Yeah. Honorable mention to Link. Obviously. I think that's the, the obvious one. <laughs> it's so cheap. Has so many tools. <laughs> bro, he gets a fucking magic staff that can heal him, bro. Arrows. He's OP. Magic staff. Bomb. Boomerang. You can do that. You can do a circle motion to charge up his spin attack. That's pretty good. You got Soul Calibur on PS2. You got Hey Archie. He's whack. He is kind of whack. I got Link. I mean, it's better than if you bought it on the Xbox. Hey... Spawn is a perfect fit for that game. That's why he's in it twice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I really like Halmaru in Soul Calibur 6. I like that they just put weird 2D game cancels into Soul Calibur yeah. 6. Sure, why not? It doesn't make any sense. But they made it work, and he fits in. He's got the stage, and uh, I, th I like him specifically because he comes with the stage, and the stage gets the Samurai Showdown announcer instead of the regular yeah, yeah, yeah. one. That's and that's pretty cool. Complete with like the end of round yells. Shogunawari. The, uh, the experience of playing against Halmaru was at its weirdest when I mean after he did all the fucking fireball juggling <laughs> stuff. The weird there was it was it's weird how out of place it looks in a game where you know nightmare fucking transforms into a hell beast or all that other stuff. It's so weird how out of place it looks when Halmaru's skin just turns bright red because <laughs> he goes into rage mode. It's like ugh, so funny. okay. <laughs> uh. Do you have any favorites of the Soul Calibur? Uh, I, so, Soul Calibur... Hmm. Uh, I think... <laughs> I think my favorite guest character in Soul Calibur uh, has to be Darth Vader. Because, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Hello? Like, not, everybody was like, Star Whoa. Killer. 
Yeah, I mean, Star- well, Starkiller would, would be it, except I, you know, Starkiller sucks. And also, he was, like, busted powerful in, at the stupid low-level game that we played, so, like, nobody could pick him because he just rinse our asses. Um, oh, man, they really did put I- Darth Vader in there. Unfortunately, I'm basic as hell, so my favorite guest character in all of fighting games is Geese Howard in Tekken 7, because he's cool as shit in that game. No, not Ezio the Auditore de Firenze from Soul no, Calibur 5. as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I do not give a shit about Ezio Auditore de Firenze. Uh, however, while we're on guest characters, I'll take a brief aside to say I'm fucking sick of them. Like, they were cool, don't get me wrong. Negan from The Walking Dead? kind of overdoing the whole thing like the warden from the warden from (laughs) ferrana in in soul like so the thing is right fighting game characters are cool please make it like if you if you aren't confident that you can make a new fighting game character cool enough to sell dlc that's a big problem Remember fucking leroy leroy is so cool it's not leroy's fault that leroy ruined tekken don't worry about that like Leroy is fucking cool, and you should make new characters that are as cool as Leroy. Guests are cool. I'm bored of them. Do something else. Hear me out. What if instead we had a game where all the characters were from a whole bunch of other games, and maybe comic books? What oh, if, what you if, mean like? A... What if there was like a crossover game? Oh, like was... Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. <laughs> Okay, no? I'm hanging up this no. bar. I'm hanging up this <laughs> What I'm saying Seriously, Capcom. is, Capcom, make another 4? Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tatsukap, Marvel 4, do it. Don't leave us hanging. Tatsunoko, pretty good. You could be the mech from Lost Planet. Hell yeah. You could be the mech from Lost Planet versus fucking Gold Lightan. Gold Lightan. Yeah. <laughs> Giant characters, bring them back. Yeah. This is what we're missing. Fighting games with just mad shit in them, you know? Uh, okay, go so... play uh, Bleach Dark Souls again so I can play as uh, Menos Grande versus Kong, the teddy bear. I wish there was a practical way for us to play Bleach Dark Souls together <laughs> because that game looks fucking hype. I've seen so many touch-of-death combos in that game. <laughs> what a game. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next question comes from Regs via email. If you would like to email us a longer form question, the email address for this podcast is fistfightyourfriends at gmail.com. Uh, Regs asks, hey, hand-to-hand friends, hope you're doing well. The only fighting game I ever really committed to learning and achieved some level of fluency with was Soul Calibur Three back in the PS2 days, having once stumbled into a cabinet I could play it on on a holiday and tracking it down to get another fix. Six is obviously a very different game, but watching clips of it, I get a vague sense of the kind of movement and animation and flow I remember. It gives me an incredibly strange sensation. I know it's alien to me, but those ineffable aspects I can vaguely feel, but can't grasp, make it seem familiar in a way that really fascinates me, and in a way I don't get with any other series. Two questions then. First, how do you approach talking about those sensuous and tactile bits of fighting games? And do you find it's the thing that really does connect series over time and design approaches together? And second, does the process of learning a game demystify it or move past some of those more felt aspects of playing it? And is that desirable or fun for you as a player? Cheers and happy stabbing, Regs. Thanks, Regs. This is a fantastic question that touches on a lot of different things. So, first question. Uh, How do you approach talking about the sensuous and tactile bits of fighting games? Do you find that it's a thing that really connects series over time and design approaches together? Yes. Uh... 
if you play Street Fighter V and Street Fighter II next to each other, you can absolutely feel the shared DNA there. Like, somebody who has played a lot of Super Turbo is still going to get a lot out of Street Fighter V, even though by this point, there are a huge amount of differences between those two games mm-hmm. because the ideologies are carried over. And it's the same with Soul Calibur. Yeah. I mean, more or less, they kind of went back and forth. I think a lot of people didn't like 4 and 5 because of the way they got away from Soul Calibur 2. But, like, Soul Calibur 2 was, like... Uh, Soul Calibur 6, rather, is more specifically, like... Yeah, we're bringing back Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> Soul Calibur 6... Soul Calibur 6 was a game with a slightly troubled launch, like uh, reception to some of the mechanics and some of the like, some of the things about it, like people didn't like it so much, but it got so popular that after its first year of not having a competitive promotional tour, uh, <laughs> it, it, they did announce one. And then the world exploded. So... Yeah, they sure did nothing with that, nothing to promote that game for a whole year. Yeah. But, like, that's really impressive, right? That Like, it's the same sort of thing that we had with Tekken, where Tekken was the only game that was consistently rising at EVO. Soul Calibur had that same kind of groundswell once they started making these changes to it, and that's really Mm -hmm. impressive. So, uh, basically, uh, if your question is, you know, will I get something out of Soul Calibur 6, despite, you know, maybe having forgotten getting something out of Soul Calibur 3, I think my answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like a lot has changed, since then and like you definitely can't do the same thing so your muscle memory is not going to carry over as i uh unfortunately found out but there's like it it does carry over like so much that like playing your favorite characters is still going to probably play feel like playing your favorite characters yeah right like there's a reason that i said that playing nightmare feels exactly like it used to because it does i have no functional memory of what playing nightmare was like but like the vibe still carried through yeah he was more cheap if you can believe that (laughs) so as to the second question does the process of learning a game demystify it or move past some of the more felt aspects of playing it this is a very big and textured question and i think that it is one of the primary strengths of fighting game uh, of a good fighting game i guess that it provides a game with enough enough depth and uses like player interaction or symmetrical player interaction as like a, a, a sort of depth creator mm-hmm. that basically in the ideal fighting game you should be able to experience that same sense of wonder and bewilderment on your thousandth game on your ten thousandth game as on your first and i can't really honestly say i've played enough soul Calibur 6 to say that it does that but you know lots of fighting games do and there's a perfectly decent chance soul Calibur 6 is one of those games yeah um i think any fighting game worth its salt never feels like it's ever been solved so there's always like a sense of mystery to it and like no matter how like granted i'm not that good at fighting games but no matter how good i've got at any specific fighting games it's never felt like something that i like stop feeling like there's still things that you do um just because you're like it feels right in the moment or um you know it feels right on your hand in your hands or things like that yeah, you, sometimes you just have the read, you know? Yeah, sometimes it just kind of does that. So there's still kind of that, like, mystery to it. Um, and it, there's still, like, a strong feeling on it. Uh, maybe that's different for other people who play in, like, a different way or something. But I don't feel like learning that game more um, kind of takes that away. Yeah. Like, it, if and, anything... If any, yeah, it, if anything, it's kind of like the opposite, where you're just like, okay, well, what the fuck was that? Because you, like, know so much, and then you find something new that you don't understand and you're like oh what yeah what? Uh? like ultimately 
uh, the great strength that fighting games and other symmetric competitive games, but particularly expressive games like fighting games have, is that however much you learn about whatever, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Three, whatever, however much you learn about a given fighting game, the internality of another person will always be a mystery, and you can always play a fighting game with another person or the same person for thousands of hours. So you will never, you know, like even the people who are the best in the world at fighting games are still learning things about how people play, how situations play out under different circumstances and that kind of thing. And learning the game super well allows them to access that internality of another person. Right. Like Thus, I said, like fighting games. Like we've kind of like banged on about is fighting games are communication, right? And yeah. uh, communication is always going to be, you know, a little messy, a little disconnected, but can also like be super rewarding. And learning mm. more fighting games just is just learning uh, more skills and vocabulary to communicate with somebody else, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll we'll do the Shreks one first. How many <laughs> Shreks have you fought online? Uh, zero, but I fought a lot of two Bs. I fought a lot of two Bs before two B was actually in the game, and a lot of <laughs> and also a lot of rubies. Oh right, okay. I guess. Wait, does that? Do they have to use Zell Salamel's move set? I guess they would be. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, you could use anybody, but I think that's what most of them are using. Yeah. Uh, Ruby also in a fighting game. This uh, the the character creator is a real smash hit for this game. Holy <laughs> shit! It was all over Twitter for like months. <laughs> God. I still laugh thinking about some of those character creations at Toro <laughs> and how they got like random objects to be parts of a character's body. Alright, and our closing question, almost done, although you know, maybe this question will take a while, who knows, uh, comes from Valance via Abnormal Mapping Discord and reflects a conversation that we were having earlier, uh, which is, what is your favorite standing jab animation in a fighting game? So, for completeness, for as long as everyone is aware, uh, this is any character's lightest standing normal attack in a fighting game. So, standing jabs, light punch, or 5As, 5Ps, and 5Ls, all may apply, but 5LLs, your uh, Gatling normals in Dragon Ball, for example, they may not. So, what is it? This is going to reveal a lot about me, but I don't really have any because I always press the heavy button. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. It's a fantastic answer. I just like hitting the big buttons. I yeah, yeah. I mean, they're big, you know? You didn't, you didn't buy this game, you know, this fucking... You didn't build six really expensive controllers to hit the weak buttons. The strong buttons are right there. What do, what do I even need those for? <laughs> they don't even do as much damage. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> They're just uh, weaker options for my opponents to choose, right? Yeah, uh, I I really can't think of anything. I think like the closest things I have are like uh, Smash Brothers. I like when Mega Man shoots his beam as yeah. That's that's a, a great answer. It's that's really a great good. Answer. Mega Man's Mega Man's little energy pellet. That's a standing. That's a standing. I can't line. believe they Absolutely. put the lemons in. Yeah, the lemons. Normal <laughs> lemons. Normal. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the greatest things about you know the evolution of Smash's character design. I think Woo! is how yeah, they just yeah. change so much about everything. And how has it? And it has really evolved. Yeah, Minecraft Steve. 
Oh, hell yeah. Fuck, we didn't put Minecraft Steve in the news. <laughs> Minecraft Steve has been in the news. <laughs> He's in Smash now. We're doing, the future is here. The next episode will be more on topic for that, so we can talk more about Minecraft <laughs> yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Minecraft Kirby. More importantly, Minecraft, Minecraft Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> Damn. Curly, what's your favorite standing jab? So, uh, this is this is a, a so the reason that Valance and I were having this conversation is Valance was complaining about Souls Five P in Guilty Gear Exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying that it was you know there was not a lot of like weight behind it. It didn't really feel snappy or like particularly forceful. And I was saying, yeah, that's kind of the point. Is that Souls' whole thing is that uh he's like he's much stronger than everyone else but he's not really using all of his power but he's a bit of a dick about it uh you know he's soul bad guy and uh and literally this named sort bad of, guy right and this sort of spun out into a, a wider analysis of all of the five p's in guilty gear exert and how they sort of are short and sweet encapsulations of those characters personalities because they have mm-hmm. to be you know six to eight frames or five to eight frames in uh, you know, startup, so they don't really get a lot of expression, so they do a lot with it. So you can get a lot from these characters sounding jabs. Like, Sol is sort of lazily extending his uh, his huge backward cigarette lighter sword. <laughs> Kai is, like, doing a kind of salute thing, but pointing his sword. So he's not using his sword, but his sword is, like, center frame to sort of notify you that that's going to be an important part of his moveset. Uh, Elfelt's is mostly useless. But Our it girl drops a rose. I was gonna yeah. bring that up. It's com- it's like almost completely useless, but it's I was really saying it's funny. A, it's a perfect summation of Elfelt's character mm-hmm. because it's yeah, it's almost completely useless, but it's really pretty, <laughs> much like <laughs> Elfelt herself. Uh, uh, that's probably why so, I never got into Exert because I tried to play Elfelt. Oh, Elfelt's great. It's just her five P sucks. Yeah, um, I do like playing her. So. As for others, uh, it was also brought up that Gordeaux's 5A from Undernight in Birth, uh, he's, like all the rest of the time, got his hands in his pockets, but he just sort of sticks a boot out to trip you up. It is a low, so (laughs) even though he's standing up, you have to block it crouching. That really says everything that there is to know about Gordeaux. He's just a bit of a jerk. What an incredible Uh, man. (laughs) and And we love him. Um, and that got me thinking about other games with very, very strong, uh basic light normals for characters like uh skullgirls um is a game whose animation i'm going to talk about at great length when we cover it on the show but uh like philia from skullgirls uh her five her five uh five lp her standing light punch uh it doesn't need to be but it is uh her hair she like she leans her head back away from the opponent and her hair forms a pair of scissors which snip (laughs) at the opponent and it can be chained into itself at a couple times so it does a little snip snip um uh eliza her her like whole thing is like sort of uh ancient egyptian styling so she does like a you know walk like an egyptian thing which she can uh gattle into yeah. itself a number of times it looks great uh just so much snap in those animations so uh yeah uh i think if you were to push me, uh, I would have to pick Gordo 5A or maybe F- Philia Standlight Punch. But uh, the point I just wanted to make from this, I guess, is that you can uh, get a lot out of a little animation in fighting games. And it's one of my favorite things about the genre. You know, just to backtrack a second, you always threaten our episode of Skullgirls. And I feel like at this point we had just have to leave it as a running gag 
because otherwise, <laughs> just never do it because <laughs> otherwise uh you'll have to stop talking about it at some point if we do the episode and this way I, uh... you can just talk about the game at every episode continuously <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we'll I... never be done with it I'm uh, I'm gonna meet your challenge to continue talking about Skullgirls every week after we've done a whole episode on it. <laughs> but for now, we're gonna close out our now mammoth episode on Soul Calibur Six. And I'm gonna ask you, Armor, where can people find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at cigarettes. That's S I E G A R E T T E S. That's also the name of my YouTube channel, where I'll be uploading some fighting game fight stick builds tutorials uh and apparently you can watch one of my most popular videos which is <laughs> a tips video for nidhogg 2 which to this is. day is still clicked day. on every week i tune in and like 10 new people have seen this nidhogg tutorial video i'm like people still playing fucking nidhogg 2 people want to be learning about nidhogg 2 you know it's like you know it was like release week for the game it's got tips in the title you got that good seo you know yeah, it's still, still people still be learning Nidhogg too. Okay. Yeah. 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 I also promised the weapons guide that I never did. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just do it this year after like four years? God, I still need to like every every single person I, I've talked to about Nidhogg too. It's like someone is always like someone in a conversation about Nidhogg two is always like, "Man, the bow sucked," and then I call them an idiot because the bow is awesome. <laughs> when you start the game, you think the bow is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Once you start playing the game, you're like, this ball is bull- fucking bullshit. Yeah, exactly, right? It's mm-hmm. it's great how it like goes of that arc in like basically every new player's experience of it. Yeah, it's basically yeah, everybody goes through the same thing. Like, yeah, oh, I hate we using do the bow too for this show. How you know it's going to happen? Yeah. Eventually. Eventually we will do every fighting game. I'm here to Yeah. We're going to science them is what you're saying. We're maybe rank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Every every single fighting game. No, I can't. I can't talk about ranking of fighting fighters. I think I'll just get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Is it dead now? Have they stopped? Uh, it seems like it's pretty dead. Unfortunate. I mean, they can't be in the same room each as each other anymore. So that kind of makes it difficult to do a fighting game thing. Less competition for us to be uncontested. (laughs) Good fighting game opinion havers online. It's true. All right. Where can we find you, Curly? You can find me at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace or twitch.tv slash curl e brace. On my Twitter, I do tweets. On my Twitch, I do video games. You can find this podcast at twitter.com slash h2h squared, where you will tweet all of the new podcasts, all of the new facts about podcasts, about fighting games, about everything. You want the good posts, that's where you go. I also appear regularly on a podcast called Rush Jet Radio, which you can find at twitter.com slash rushjetradio, uh, which I do with the inestimable Nora Blake, where we re- we retrospective and cover every single piece of Mega Man media ever. Uh, currently, we are almost at the end of the Ruby Spears television show from the 90s, and we just finished Mega Man 3. What a so show it is. It's it's a great show. You'd probably really like it, Armour. You should be on it sometime. <laughs> You know what? I watched episode two the other day after watching episode one, like, uh, when I was a teenager. So maybe (laughs) by the time that you get to Mega Man 6 or so, I'll have watched the show in all its (laughs) 24-episode glory. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, 
you can skip quite a lot of it. I think <laughs> I think true. most of the people listening to our show are not watching the TV show, and I do not blame them for that. Okay. Both of these podcasts can be found on the Abnormal Mapping site, where you can go through the archives of hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart, and find some other fighting games that you might not have played, and find some interesting things, as well as all the backlog episodes of Rush Jet Radio. That's yeah. completely inaccurate. Rush Jet Radio is an export audio podcast. What? I like your, yeah, I know, right? I like your pizzazz nonetheless. Uh, you can find all the oh, other episodes of this podcast at abnormalmapping.com slash hand-to-hand. <laughs> I revealed myself. I think it's only because I always see them being plugged on the normal mapping, so I yeah, just assumed yeah. you were on the same network. And also, it doesn't help that there was this crossover episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So, with the plugs done then, that means that all we have to do is say that our next game is our Rivals of Ether and Slap City. Yeah, we're going to play a big, awesome platformer fighter, and it's not going to be Smash Brothers, even though that Absolutely make... not. <laughs> Absolutely. Completely impossible for us to play Smash with each other over the internet. It's not, yeah. <laughs> there's that, yeah. There's also that. But also... If uh, we didn't do the contrarian platformer fighter pick, who would we be? Exactly. You'd, you'd, you know, you'd be writing in emails like, what's happened? What's happened to Armour and Curly? They're playing Smash the big popular Brothers? Smash game. Nah, we got, your, uh, you know, we got your indie pixel art ventures. We got your Slap City. It's coming. All right. I can't wait to talk about Duff McWhalen. Oh, Duff McWhalen. Oh, my God. <laughs> the month. workshop stuff. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've got a huge list of workshop stuff to send you. It's going to be you think fucking gonna awesome. Have any Shreks? <laughs> yes, there's there are a lot of there's Shreks on that list. Probably going to be rubies, right? There's definitely that sprite of Morrigan in the game. Quite possibly. God, that <laughs> no, would be I awesome. know. I know for a fact Morrigan's in there. <laughs> they, uh, I, 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 I tell you what. I saw no fewer than twelve Ronald McDonalds. So the more <laughs> things change, the more Ronald they stay the McDonald's. same. Fucking Mujin joke from the past. <laughs> All right, and on that rowdy, bombastic note, you better go fight some more.